Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome to the Immortals Beyond the Illusion podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. If you are a first-time listener, you may love everything you hear today. You may hate everything you hear today, but the only thing that we ask is to have an open mind. Um, My name is Nikki, and I am joined by my co-host, Sean. Hello, Sean. Hello, Sean. And who else do we have on the line with us? Candace, you want to say hello? What's that? <laughs> uh-uh, honey, you got to get a little bit more energy than that. <laughs> Fetus or not. <laughs> Fetus on the phone. We're going to ask to talk to Fetus in a minute. Um, Today's topic all about change. You've changed. What happens when you start to elevate yourself, when you start to change, when you start to become more awakened, but those around you are still in the same place? What happens? Some pretty interesting things happen. Uh, if you want to call in, the call in number is 347-215-8639, or you can email us at youareimmortal2 at gmail.com. Um, thank you for all of the uh, emails or suggestions. If you, you can always send us suggestions uh, for show ideas. If you have questions, if we don't, we will take some time and answer questions on the air, and we can we'll answer them um, directly if we don't have time to get to them on the air. So feel free to call in and participate. We love audience participation. Um, so. 
Big Papa, where to start? I have a question for Candace. <laughs> Candace, you ready? Uh, of course. I'm not going to ask you about the tree in the forest. Good, because I was going to hang up. <laughs> okay, so um, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Huh? Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Which came first, the chicken or the egg? I think the chicken came first. Why did the chicken come first? Because I seriously doubt that in the mind of God he was thinking about sperm and eggs first, fertilization. I <laughs> he thought of there was a, a image of something first, and then all the other stuff came how to mate and make babies later. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. I don't think I've heard that. Mm. What about you, Sean? What came first, the chicken or the egg? I'm going to say the chicken. I'm going to say the chicken came first. Now, why do you say chicken? Um, um, just for the obvious reason. The chicken has to come. An egg can't sustain itself. If the egg came first, the egg would die because there would be no chicken to sit on it to keep it warm while it, you know. So it had to be the chicken. You know, I mean, that's like saying what came first, Adam or the sperm cell. I mean, it has to be the, you know what I'm saying? That, that, that egg can't sustain itself by it, so. That's oh, no, I think the egg came first. Why? Because it didn't have to be a chicken egg. Okay. It could have been... Okay. It could have been another species. The oh, genetic mutation made the chicken. They came into a chicken. So it could have been a dinosaur. Okay. So if there was a there was a genetic mutation in the dinosaur egg, and you know the one the one mutation on the chromosome caused it to turn into a chicken. chicken. Well, something that okay. we that looks different than its parents because of that mutation and it became a whole different species. And so kind of like Jurassic Park. It became a chicken. And so from yeah. there yeah. it became lots of different chickens. Yeah. <laughs> I win. Yay. No, you ain't allowed to watch TV no more. You can't watch Jurassic Park. Now they made, they did that already. So I win. No you Yay. don't. No you don't. That's not original. That's not original. That's not about a weirdo, though, you know what's really cool about a weirdo is the fact that you can talk about 
anything. Anybody that doesn't consider themselves a weirdo just talks about dumb shit. You know what I mean? Right. They talk about, you know, whatever's going on on TV or, you know, whatever the current notion is. But they don't talk about all of that in the corner weird shit that makes you think. And it all ties right. everything else together. I don't give a damn how weird the conversation starts. You can always tie it into some circumstance or some reality that we're all, you know, observing on a daily basis. So I rather right. talk just to looking at things any day. Oh, me too. Looking at things a little bit different. They have a quote-unquote weirdo has a little different take on the world um, right. than most people. So you have a lot to learn from the weirdo. So. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Keep, the weir- Absolutely. keep the world weird. Right, right. Yeah. Right, and it's, they stretch your mind. It stretches, and then it, it makes you realize that nothing, nothing is really, really impossible to think about. Nothing is really impossible. Nothing is really. What makes somebody weird is, is what they think, or is it the timing in which they think it? Because most times when you hear somebody use the term weirdo, it's, I mean they use it loosely. It's not, you know, it's kind of a playful thing, but it's always, you know, when you bring up something that's just a little bit out there, it kind of makes you reach out and think for it. Instead of somebody delivering a message in your lap, they make you reach for it. You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly, exactly. They make yeah. you reach for exactly. it. Exactly. It makes yeah. you stretch. Some, you some people aren't comfortable reaching. Some people like to stay within the framework of a practical conversation. You know what I mean? Just that, that uh, uh, cliche conversation, how the weather, you know, right. how, you know, that, that kind that of stuff. So you're labeled weird, so, you know, you can continue to be lazy and talk about when Beyonce's going to sing and wear at the Super Bowl. Right. Exactly. You know? Right. Exactly. And if you're weird, you can talk about chickens turning into dinosaurs. Right. Yeah. That was cool. Okay, we are also joined by um, Danielle. Do you want to say hello? Hello. What's going on? And the chat room is open, so anybody who wants to join us in the chat room, it is open today. So feel free to send your comments or questions. Um, if you don't want to call in, we'll, we'll be active in the chat room as well. Okay. So changing, awakening. When when you uh, decide to, or not decide to, but when you are finally kind of discovering about discovering new things about yourself and becoming what we would consider more awakened mm-hmm. vibration becomes a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. There are definitely things that are different about you <coughs> that you notice that definitely change the way you relate and react to people, your environment, things you expose yourself to, things that interest you. Um, anybody want to talk about a personal experience or story that they may have with that that you when you first started noticing I'm different. Either someone else pointed it out to you or something that you noticed, maybe it was something that you did all the time and all of a sudden it didn't interest you anymore because that's not who you are or where you are. Mm-hmm. Anybody want you know to share? what it was you know what it was for me? And I don't have a direct story, but now that I think about it. I think I began to realize I was different when I started asking questions that made even my parents feel uncomfortable because they didn't know the answer to. You know what I'm saying? 
I start feeling different, like, you know, you, um, hello? Like what? Same, same mute. Uh, no, everybody's live. Hello? Yeah. Okay, I think, I, he, I think we lost. Okay, I think he, I think he, we lost him. Oh, yeah, his call dropped. Um, I think for me, one of the things that I, I noticed um, that was a little bit, that kind of made me, that surprised me, I would say. One of the things that really surprised me is um, how... Excited. First of all, I was really excited. I found out all Hello? of this new stuff. Yes. You're back. Good. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, did I miss my, you want to finish your story me? before I get into something else? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We were talking about what made us realize that we were different. And and I I think, for me, like I was saying, for me it became um, real evident to me when I, you know, again, when the questions I started asking my parents and people that I thought were, you know, older than me and knew better couldn't answer or start feeling uncomfortable about the fact that they couldn't answer You know, but I still had questions, and I had more questions on top of that. So it was like, where do you go to get your answers? But why are you thinking these things? And then you start feeling like you're weird. That's when I began to realize that I was different than everybody else to me. Because it was like okay. the things what, that I was thinking just on, a, on an everyday basis when I started talking about them, they're like, where the hell did that come from? Nothing real weird and, you know, but just I guess I've always had somewhat of a philosophical, existential, searching type of, of, of a personality, you know. That energy is all around me, so I'm always reaching and I'm always asking questions as I reach. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when, right. when you can't... Well, there's definitely... Yeah, there's definitely a, and and people might notice that, you know, there's definitely a change in the relationships that you have with other people, um, especially when you are very excited about all of these changes that you have. Um, it's And it becomes very, you know, all you want to do is talk about your growth and where you're going and where you're headed. And when you want to talk about it and other people can't even, it's like you're talking a different language, they can't even relate to you, uh, it becomes awkward. And you right. um, right. start to create distance, and right. you lose contact with people who've been your friends forever. I know there are people mm-hmm. who, well, most people now, but um, particularly I've had a friend who I've had since, you know, fifth grade, and I have slowly lost contact with her. Although I love her, I still love her to death. It's that things are different, and and when I became more aware, some of the things that our relationship was based on, which wasn't really anything personal, it was more superficial things. There weren't, although I considered this person one of my very, very, very good friends, um, lifelong friends, we never really talked about anything except for stuff on the surface. And when I stopped being interested in that, that, Mm -hmm. it became a struggle Mm -hmm. to talk to her because she was still there, and I kept trying to move on to other stuff, and so it became more awkward, and it was more of a, more effort to be 
her friend, we'd go out to lunch or we'd go somewhere together and I'd have to find and search for stuff to talk about. And it was so much work that it wasn't comfortable anymore. And so now it's someone who I hardly ever talked to. She was a part, part of my life on a daily basis and now it's been six months since I've talked to her. Just because I don't have any, I can't relate to her anymore. I don't have anything to talk to her about anymore. Um, and most of my beliefs will probably scare her <laughs> if we sat down and talked because she's not into anything that would be, um, you know, considered alternative in quote unquote spirituality or religious beliefs. And I can't sit around and talk about just the church stuff anymore. I can't do that. So, you know, I, you know, can no longer, I can't worry about making other people comfortable or conforming so that other people are okay. I still have to stay true to myself and talk about things that are within my growth system and the growth patterns at this point because I feel like I have so much to do and I have so much to learn that I don't have time to stand still so someone else will feel more comfortable. So in that, I think that um, I there's not a lot of people who I talk to anymore. And when that first started to happen, I thought, wow, this is, it's lonely up here because I don't I didn't have anybody to talk to. I have since found people such as you, know, you guys on the on the call, and this radio um, program has done worlds for me being able to talk and express myself. But at a time when I didn't have anybody to talk to, it was very lonely and it was very hard because I wasn't able to express what I, at that time, thought was the most important thing in my life, which was my growth in the eternal part and the biggest part of me. So since then, I've I've kind of learned to accept that I can't bring people along with me because for a long time I thought I could do that too. I thought once they saw how great it is and I tell them about it and it makes so much sense and it's so much easier to be like me than to be like you because you're living from fear and I'm living from you know, love and acceptance and allowance, it's much easier. So just do what I'm doing. Of course, people aren't going to hear what you have to say because they can't hear it. They're not there. So they're so inside of the box in their beliefs that they can't hear what you're saying unless you're talking about something from the Bible or whatever their box entails. And so it creates more distance. And so... Um, you know, they just think you're weird and crazy and you've changed. And then it's true. Right. So But you know yeah. what you know what you know what I've you know what I've just realized in hearing you say that and I've said this before, you just said, um, stop what you're doing and doing what I'm and do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That right there is religion. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what and I'm that's saying? how everybody <laughs> Right, and that's where I was, and that's where, 
To and say, that's you know, where I was at the beginning of my changes. Right, it was right, 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 right. This is right, so great, right. and look where I right. am, and look, and I, you know, if I tell you this and I give it to you in the in the right way so that you can hear it, how can you right. not be receptive to this? Because it makes so much sense, and it's it was so exciting, and I just wanted to talk about it all the time. And most people were slowly backing away, like, I don't know what the heck she's talking about. She's scary. She's about to join a cult. She's something. Um, so I realized, okay, I can't push my beliefs on other people, and I can't expect them to hear it. They're where they are supposed to be. So I can't expect them to be where I am. Everybody's walking journey is different and they are where they are. And everybody is where they're exactly where they're supposed to be. And now unless somebody asks or I just have like a comment here and there, then I don't say anything or talk about it. Um but if they ask, I'll tell them, but I I don't want to be the you know, evangelical person going to the missionary, going to Africa with their Bible, trying to convert people because your way is better than theirs. Right, right. And I realize that's right. what I'm doing when I'm saying, be like me, my way is better. Right. Stop being a heathen. Right, right, exactly. Stop believing. Right. You know, you can know. You don't have to believe. Like, we don't have to be right. feelings anymore. We're free. You don't have to believe anymore. You can know. I mean, it's possible, you know. Right. Yeah. That just that, and and I think if you go back and listen to all this, all these all these shows we had, all these talks, we always tie in this factor into every conversation that we had, and it illustrates the fact that it has permeated our culture to the point where we think about it, and we even people that aren't religious minded think religiously, and if it doesn't fit this criteria, that criteria, and, and, and all those other things. Hello? Did we lose you again? Hello? 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 Hello. Um, no, he's still there. I don't know what happened. No. Um, okay. Anybody else have anything to share or comment until he, I don't know what's going on with his phone today. I, not right, I don't. I don't have anything to share right now. Okay. I'm listening. You know, I'll chime in when something pops up. Okay. Um, so, you know, basically if you um, think about where you Hello? were. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your phone?
even the people that aren't really religious, all have this religious way of thinking. So they filter all mm-hmm. the criteria through these, you know, religious receptacles. Even though they don't have a name, they don't call it Yahweh or God. Some people are even atheists and are religious as fuck. Oh yeah, definitely. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So how that was tying into what I was saying, I forget because I was right. Well, people um, are still, even though they they don't think they're religious, they don't they don't go to church. Um, they don't think they have a particular right. belief system. Right, right. And how that, how so, so? What I was, what I was getting at is how that affects you when you relate to that person, especially when you get farther away from religion. And they're still, it's like you know, trying to, trying to, uh, uh, someone who's still stuck in the net, and you're like fish, you're swimming freely. They, they're way back there. They can't hear you. You know right. what I'm saying? They, they're box. still stuck. Yeah, they're still stuck within that box and that framework that they can't hear. And the further you get away from it, and it's not, you know, that's just one component of it. Once you, once you get away from that whole trip and what that did to you, and you begin to really open your mind, that takes on a smaller and smaller and smaller compartment in your life. But it's still as big a compartment to those people who are still stuck in that net back there. So you collide like boom, like two big ships. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, it's it's the yeah. difference between the people who, when you can start thinking, it's about when when you think about the box. So there are mm-hmm. people who, if you think about where your where your thoughts, your thoughts and your, you know, your from the ego's perspective, your thoughts mm-hmm. are cultivated by your family, your friends, the educational system, your religious beliefs that you were brought up in, um, society. Um, part of the country or world that you live in, and you're taught everything that you're taught basically comes from one of those. So none of your, very little of what you think is actually your thoughts because everything basically is regurgitated through one of those things. So people just kind of automatically, um, you know, say things without the thought or the thinking of it. It's just, they're just... you know, existing instead of living. So they just do what they have to do and say what they have to say to mm-hmm. survive through this day, and then they get to another day and you start all over again. So when you are outside of that box and you actually have, you're not happy being complacent and subservient to those belief systems and society no longer mm-hmm. dictates to you what you think about yourself and you have thoughts of your own, based off of your right. own beliefs and your own perspectives, right. it's hard to see those people still in the box thinking what they're thinking and doing what they're doing, and it becomes so transparent to what it is. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And so you seem, to, I know that I start analyzing what <laughs> what people are saying, like, you know, you, do you have any idea where that's coming from or what you're saying yeah. or that sounds so fearful right now or why are you thinking that or that's strictly ego or you don't believe that. You're just saying that because, you know, A, B, C, D or you're just jumping on the bandwagon or you're just watching the news and that's the only reason why you're responding to that. Um, right. Instead of seeing people come to a conclusion about something because they've actually thought it out. Um, which I think is the difference between someone's awakening and awareness and then someone who's still 
on the box that wouldn't be right. fearful to venture outside of the box. Right. If you haven't been exposed to anything outside of what you've been taught your whole life by other people, then it's hard to even think sometimes bigger than the limitations that have already been put on you. That's not that hard. Well, yeah, I it is. Well, I would say from it, my... From my transition from uh-huh. how I grew up in the church and under religion and all that kind of stuff, it was difficult. Even though I had feelings that of my thoughts of where I am today, I had feelings of it. But back before, it was the devil putting ideas in my head. You know, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. that. So mm-hmm. fear of going against wow. all that you know wow. uh, makes it complicated. And so if wow. you are scared to... Um, to move outside of where everybody else is. It's like basically leaving the United States of America and then moving to Antarctica. Like, most people wouldn't do that. Because <laughs> you, right. you, know, you know you're going to be lonely and cold. You know what's what? And I'm just sitting there thinking about this. And I'm on the phone with my sister. And for the most part, especially, especially when my parents went through their real holy roller sanctified thing when they joined when they joined this Pentecostal church and made us go. And even before that, you know, my grandmother, um my my dad's mom would take us to church from time to time. So we were always in the church, probably more than the usual kids, unless you you know, your family is affiliated with the church. So for us to be to come from that background you know, and my sister's on the phone, and she's one of them ones who caught the Holy Spirit one time and started shouting and shit, and I was looking at her like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? Just 
you know, just to know. I wasn't trying to prove anything. I wasn't trying to, you know, um, um, substantiate anything. I was just wanting to know. And when I started just opening up and letting things come to me, it painted a picture that was irrefutable. I could not go back to everything that I knew prior to, and this was shit, all the way up to night to, to, to 2009. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. 2009. Shit, I was I was used to go to Eddie Long's fucking church mm. when mm. I was in Atlanta. I was then that was all the way up to like shit, 2008, 2009. Mm. But again, when when I when I allowed when I allowed to not think religiously and just allowed myself to first of all, I had to learn to trust myself and learn how you know I you know things come to me and they come to me in ways that. You know, this you'll get a piece of information about, you know, it, it could be something that relates to yoga, and you'll hear something way over in another discipline that coincides with what you heard, and you begin to realize that all of that stuff out there is a little more, first of all, it's way older. It's a little more in-depth, and it's not as, you know, it's, way, it's not shallow at all. That's like the most striking uh, um Thing that you get, it's like it's, it's. You begin to realize how shallow, how um, um, controlling, how just brutal, brutal, brutal religion is, both inside the text and as it affects how, the world. You know what I'm saying? The how fearful text it is. Happened. Not just religion, oh, yeah. but just how how the whole. You know, I guess you can. It's still that same mindset of control. With right. society and education that right. falls in that same brutally fearful, controlling mindset that right. you're afraid to, and and you're afraid to to that a lot of people are afraid to distance themselves from, afraid to break out of, because they don't want the rejection that comes right. along with it, or they, or they don't want to be uncomfortable, or they're Afraid because they don't want to be alone, and they think that I, I, everybody in my that I know, everybody I, in my family that I work with, all my friends are here. How could I be way over here by myself, all alone? Yeah, if I think something different. So a lot of people just are more comfortable with conforming and thinking like everybody else because there's bonding in staying stuck. Right. Right. Wow. You know, you think about people who yeah. um you know, when they somebody they might win the lottery or win a lot of money or or, you know, get some job but all they've done is struggle and all of their bonding is being broke with everybody else who's broke and if I take this money if I have this money, if I start living this way, then I have to leave all my friends and family behind, which is how you hear about football players who made $90 million in their career and now they're broke because they were too busy trying to be the same so that they can stay connected to everything and everybody that they know instead of going with the change that the universe had given them. Right, but that's part of, that's part of the stuff is, you know, you right. you are slaves to you you are slaves to basically everybody else's 
opinion. You're a slave to it. So you you know right. everything you do it's 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 to gain favor from somebody. You're never doing anything for you. You're always doing right. something to gain favor, to, to maneuver a certain position, to you know, it's always about playing relationships. You know, you wanna be the manipulative one to be on top of a relationship. Right. So you know. Right, and it's 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 looking outside of yourself instead of looking in yourself. Yes. Yes. Okay, and we've that's got the a. That's the biggest component about when you know being free and 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 talking about moving from you know how you know such as contrast from where you know we once probably everybody on this phone once thought or knew. Right. Exactly. Okay, we've got a caller. Um. Hello, caller. Tell us your name and where you are from. Hi, this is Greg calling from Nashville, Tennessee. Hi, Greg from Nashville. Uh, I love the, the com- I, I, thank you. I love the conversation, and I looked down at the chat room and I first said to myself, "This chat room should be totally full because this is a great conversation." And then I said, "No, wait a minute. If it was full, it would be popular, and then it wouldn't be worth a hill of beans." So the fact that there aren't very many people in the chat room tells me that the topic is really good and it's deep, and people have to actually think instead of sit there and type back and forth to each other and not right. even listen to the conversation. Um, I, lo- I love the way you guys are taking this and where you're taking it. It's amazing because there's, I think a lot of people are really starting to wake up and, and I'm not talking about, you know, December 25th and all that. I mean, there's a lot to that, but I'm just saying, generally speaking, having these conversations, I think people are starting to get excited about using right. their minds. They're starting right. to understand that religion is death it's nothing right. but a death cult, and they're getting excited about actually engaging their intellect and going, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's something going on here, and just literally, as it says, as above, so below, looking up into the heavens and going, there's something to this zodiac thing. There's something Absolutely. to the movement of these planets, and and a lot, and that's that's what the Bible is, but it has yep. been taken as literal history, and it is not. It's it's supposed to be yep. figurative teaching. Yep. And 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 if someone tells me, um, well, you must believe that Jesus was the light of the world. Well, when you understand that the world has 16 crucified saviors throughout history, as you said, that predate Jesus, there's only yep. one thing they could be talking about when they say, I'm the light of the world. It's the fucking sun. Yep. <laughs> it's the sun, people. <laughs> It's amazing because – and it just dawned on me today – it's so deceptive, and I don't mean that to put those people down, but the people that crafted this lie of religion, they knew that if someone took it literally, they would literally defend it to the death because they say, well, everything that's in the Bible is happening today. Yes, and it happens every single day, every 365 days of every fucking year throughout history because yeah. it's talking Gosh. about the universe. Yeah. Do you see yeah. the power of that deception? Yeah, that is, is an amazingly yeah. powerful deception. It is. It is. And it's you know, hard you know to what break else? Out. You know what else? They get offended when you say that to some Christians. They actually oh, get offended. I know they do, and I, and I've been there. I got baptized as a kid. I mean, I understand all that. And you know what? It's amazing because you talked about you were standing there looking at your sister or your friend or whoever, and you're like, "What in the hell just happened?" I I got caught up because it was an emotional experience. And this, right. is the thing, this is the thing about religion. You guys know this. If they have to bring you in on an emotional level, get the hell out of there. Right. Because the emotion, right. 
The emotions are the lower carnal part of who we are. They serve a purpose. Fight or flight uh, yeah. keeps your body alive. But they're for children. They're, they're, they're the pablum. They're the milk that you drink when you're a baby. You have to get off of the bottle. Yeah, you do. Yes, right. you do. Yes, you do. Right. Yes, you do. Wow. And, that, that's and they say on milk the instead of... Right. And then what they want to do is, is to keep you on milk so that you never graduate to eating solid food. Right. You never right. graduate to something that's actually going to give you some, any sustenance. It's You have to stay... On 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 something that they can con- basically keep you in an area that they can control you and keep you scared. So don't look at everything else as evil and the devil, and we'll take you outside of that umbrella of protection that they say that you have to be under in order to stay close and to stay safe. Um, and they scare you into thinking anything else. And if you have if, if you have a belief system where God is all knowing and all believing. And he's love, but he's waiting for you to do something wrong so he can punish you. Yeah. And although you are a poor child who was born in India and you were are Hindu and you've never heard of Jesus, you're going to spend eternity in hell because you didn't believe in Jesus. But this even is an all-loving, all-knowing God. And if you ask that question, you know, we're not supposed to understand God's ways. So if you if you ask that question, then you're questioning God, then you take the chance of going to hell because you're questioning God. When why shouldn't you be able to ask a question without risking being eternally punished by you know, fire for eternity? You know, you know because what's amazing? You a question. You know what's amazing? We use the milk analogy, and I wasn't even thinking about this until you reiterated the milk analogy. I want you to think about this. Think about this. This is something that's been in front of us our entire lives. No one ever questions it, except for a few people. Why are humans the only mammal that drinks the milk of another mammal? Mm-hmm. I'm right. talking about yeah. cow's milk because cow's <laughs> oh, milk. Yes, you know, uh-huh. cow's milk was designed to do one thing: to grow a baby cow. Very quickly in a very short period of time, and it is full of hormones. And they wonder why. Why are all these nine-year-old girls walking around with these double Ds? Because you're pumping them full of garbage, and you're speeding up their growth. That's why. And it's like, why do you drink? Why do you drink milk? What's the point? Because the cow eats the grass. And let's just say the plant, if they're even doing that, which they're not, because they feed them their own kind. When a cow dies on the farm, they chop it up and they feed it to his buddies. Okay. Right. Yeah. On top of whatever else they're giving them. So you look at the grass and the plant, and you go, okay, the cow eats the plant. That's where all the nutrients come from. So I'm going to eat the cow. Why do you want to go through the trouble of digesting all of that meat that stays in your gut for seven days? Go straight to the plant. Cut the middleman out. Right. Right. We don't, we don't think That's about right. these right. things. Cut the middleman out. And you should apply that to different parts of your life. Yeah. Um, and, again, and, and, again, if we go to religion, you don't need someone else to – tell you about your own spiritual savior, you do that yourself. You become your own spiritual savior. You, know you don't need... You know, I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You know what amazes okay. me? is If you talk to just a standard, you know, just an, an uh, I want to say, I guess a traditional Christian, they run around, and, and we all do this, 
well, we're, we're the first United Methodist, Pentecostal, blah, blah, blah. And they all mm-hmm. say, well, we're, we're Christians. No, you're not. You're fucking Catholics. You don't even know where your religion Man. came from. You, you're a Catholic. <laughs> and, and, who, and who is the largest oh. who is the largest holy of wealth on the planet? It's the Vatican, people. I need a right. I need the little bomb sound from the No Ledge right. people. I need the bomb sound. I need a little bomb like, sound. Where was this dude? Like where did he came from? <laughs> And, and here, right, he must live in our house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the, you know what the, the latest? Theory? You know what the what the latest thing with me with him is? And and I, I don't even get into the Bible context. But I don't even discuss the Bible and, and all of that. I I go back into history and I talk about when you start talking about the Crusades and the Inquisition and all of those things that happened just three, four hundred years after the same crucifixion happened how they had to kill and wipe out mass populations of people who didn't believe in Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How they destroyed all of that information and inserted their information. You know, it's like they just totally rewrote history. Yeah. You know, they just totally, but when you bring that up to Christians, and we, I learned that in high school, you know, what the Crusades and the Inquisition were, you know, kind of, you know, you can't, yeah. you can't say it didn't happen. So, but when I introduce that, con- that that conversation to Christian folks, they kind of skirt around it, like you know, well, that has nothing to do with the Bible, you know. And and okay, well, say these evil people, the evil Romans, hijacked the Bible and changed it into what they wanted it to be, you know. It's still the same. Um, well, it's what they um, how they disguise that or explain the the Crusades or how it was presented to me is, you know, there are these you know knights that are are going and spreading the good news about Jesus, and you know they're they're heroes, and it doesn't talk about or you don't consider how or they don't talk about how many people were killed or why they were killed, but they were on a war for Jesus. So if you die or if you're killing people for Jesus, then it's okay. Most of our most of our wars most of our wars are fought are religious wars, um, and it's okay to kill somebody for, for Jesus basically. Yeah the uh, but that's how they that's how they explained it and that's how it was explained to me is that, you know, these people were on a crusade for Jesus. They didn't have anything why, when you kill for our lives, you, you get, you, you're a terrorist. But when you kill for Jesus, you're just a Christian. You're a hero. Because the Vatican is more powerful. It's because the Vatican is more powerful. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, they, they kill me. They kill me, you know, when we're little kids. We, we don't know any better. And they teach us about this wonderful guy named Christopher Columbus and, and, and how he discovered America. And then we get a little older and they go, well, actually – he uh, he sort of bumped into the into the West Indies over there before he got to America. Christopher Columbus was a conquistador, and when he showed up, he only had one thing in mind: God, gold, and glory. Now, the part about God was a total lie. It was about gold and glory, and we all know that. So they show up with the Bible in one hand and a sword in the other. And listen, listen to any well-known traditional Christian preacher. John Hagee is a prime example. He uses a very violent style of preaching. He's angry, he's wrathful, and he's standing on blood-red carpet. And people just lap it up. They just lap it up. They're in a trance. 
And he's like a sixth right. generation preacher. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's brainwashing. It's brainwashing. Absolutely. And it's 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 violence. It's very violent, and it makes no bones about it. And they've done the clever job of disguising all of that in 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 the in the blanket of love. You oh, know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all yeah. about love. He did it, you, it because he loves. Like, you. guy puts his arm around you and says, "I love you, brother," as he stabs you right in the lung with a big long knife. Right. You know, and and think about this. This is how insidious this is. This is the biggest pillar of the Christian church. Love your enemy. Now, I don't have a problem with loving humanity. You you may be, even an Adolf Hitler deserves love, okay? Yeah, he was ugly. Yeah, he did this. Yeah, he did that. Whether he did or didn't do those things. Let's assume he did those things. He still deserves to be loved as a human being, but it doesn't mean I have to condone his actions. So when you teach people to love your enemy, what you're doing is, is you're sending people into the battlefield on a suicide mission. That's what you that's what you're doing. You're teaching them a twisted ideology that when someone attacks you, you turn the other cheek and, you, the become, cheek. and you, oh, yeah. you become a pacifist. That doesn't perpetuate the the that doesn't perpetuate your physical safety. It doesn't you can't continue on living on this 3D planet if you love your enemy. There comes a time when you have to take care of your enemy. Now, when he's dead, you can love him all you want, but not while he's coming straight at you. Attacking your family, stealing your food, robbing you of the fruit right, of your but labor. Right, that's meant for that whole love your, you know, love your enemy and, um, you know, turn the other cheek is not meant for the people who are actually telling you that. Right. It's meant right. for. Right. right. It's meant for the peons, but it's not meant for the people who are actually in charge because they're they're definitely they don't believe all that. If the people who preached it actually believed the stuff that they yeah. are telling you to believe and to do. Um, the, the church would be a whole different entity. We wouldn't have mega churches. We wouldn't yeah. have religious wars. We wouldn't have, you know, anything that we associate with Christianity today. Because if they were actually following what they say that they believe that they're putting their eternal existence into, um, which is the, the few words that Jesus said, or you know, it's written that Jesus supposedly said in the Bible, then. Um, you know, first of all, there's very little that he said, and everything is so contrary to anything that they do in a church. Um, yeah. And then you're supposed to abandon everything that happened in the Old Testament because Jesus came and wiped all that away. Um, but they believe, or they pick and choose which ones, which information they want right. to use, which suits them, um, which has nothing to do with Jesus. So it's not, you know, Christianity and the quote-unquote teachings of Jesus are two completely different things. Yeah, you know, well, you know what, yeah. you, you know what they used to call it back in the old days. Um, I graduated high school in 1987, so early 80s. There was a rock group called Judas Priest, and they had a song called or an album called "Defenders of the Faith." Well, that's what they used to call them back in the Crusades was the Defenders of the Faith. And I got right. to thinking about that the other day. I said, you know what? If I have, to, and they tell you in the in the Christian Bible, if you take it literally, you're supposed to defend your faith. Truth doesn't need to be defended. If no, you believe does. if you believe so right. much in this God that you're being told about, God does not need to be defended. If God is omniscient, omnipresent, and, and anywhere and everywhere in all given situations at all times and all powerful, well, who do you think you are to defend this thing called God? You're a grain of sand. Right. It's totally and illogical. He's, and he's jealous and he's insecure. 
And, and, you know, so, you know, if he's all-knowing and all-powerful, why why is he jealous? Exactly. And why is he insecure if you put someone in front of him? Exactly. And why is he, you know... You know what what else is the beautiful aspect of waking up is to see the vision. You can see what side... You know how 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 the orchestrators of all of this face stuff, how they operated like the Wizard on the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. You know what I mean? They throw right. all of that stuff out for us to hash over and to believe or not believe. But at the same time, they're using, you know, the esoterics of what they're putting out there for their benefit. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's almost like you can't you can't blame someone. You almost can't blame someone if they're putting what they're doing in your face. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and they're giving you an It's out there. The truth is out there. All you got to do is open your eyes. But right. it's right there in your face. When you realize how close it is, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. It's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. And you see how, you see where they got all of the, all of the, like you said, 16 crucified savior, saviors. And you you see how, you know, much of the Christian faith, which is far older, we all can say it's far older than anything that ever came out of Egypt, and how it, it, it mimics so much of that, that stuff, that earlier stuff. Yeah. You know, the stuff that showed up thousands of years, you know, prior to what we now embrace in the Western world in terms of Christianity. And you see where these concepts come from, and you see how they use, you know, and you start seeing Masonic symbols and, and, and how that ties into the church and the whole church order. And yeah. and the Catholics and the Jesuits and you know all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? You, you know it's amazing because um, I think all over the world people are starting to wake up faster yep. and it's starting to yep. gain momentum. And that that's just yep. just in in my dealings with people. You know I'm not like oh I can see this and that and the other. And and what right. it is is it you said it beautifully. You said when you realize how close the truth of who you really are yeah. is, it's, it's, you almost want to laugh. Yeah. But, then, but yeah. then it goes back to what you guys said earlier, like today at work, to sit in the break room at my work. I mean, I work with really nice people, but the conversations are just mindless drill. Yeah. It's just yeah. garbage. Oh, the, the Biggest Loser is my favorite show. And right. I like to sit and eat a bag of potato <laughs> chips. I'm like, really? You like to see people get yelled at and screamed at, and you want to sit there and eat? And I'm like, is there hope for humanity? My God, this is madness. And, and right. when you start to see that, you're like, man, we got a serious problem here. There's 7 billion right. people, and not that many of them are awake yet. You guys ever have and, a and that's just the thing. It's it's hard for people to to change. Well, in, as long as you're talking about the Biggest Loser or if Beyonce lip sync or not, it avoids the conversation of having to deal and look at yourself. And that's what makes it so hard for people to change or to accept yeah. certain things. Is because with it becomes so much responsibility. If yes, you yes. decide that it's actually you who are in charge of your life and you don't go into a church and have somebody, you sit down and you say, okay, tell me what I need to do because I don't want to be responsible. It's too much. It's too painful. If I mess it up, I don't want to be the one to, I don't want to be the one to say I'm responsible for what has come of my life. So as long as you give me directions, tell me A, B, C, and D, what I need to do so that my life will come out the way that I want it to. And that's why people go to church is because they don't want to, do it themselves. I want somebody else. I want to somebody else to save me, to be my savior. I want somebody I want to surrender all this to somebody else so they can be responsible. 
So if they give all that up, that means you now have to be responsible. You now have to take a really good look at yourself and look at all of your fears, all of your shame, all of your worry, frustrations, everything. And once you do that, you can not change. But with that, it's a very painful and raw and vulnerable and exposing position that you put yourself in. And if you put everything that you are into what other people think, there is no way you are able to put yourself under that much vulnerability without thinking that it's going to destroy you. And that's why it's so hard for people to accept and to change. But I think because, first of all, it's harder for us to hold with the whole information age and the Internet and how fast stuff gets around and, you know, people um, are exposed to so much more and have access to so much information, it's a lot harder to hide things or to direct the information the way that you want it to as the you know powers that be or those who are directing some congregation or group, it becomes harder. And you are going to have those people that are going to, in, in larger groups, you're going to have those people who are starting to wake up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as long as you have a few people who are willing to wake up, eventually they will have some influence on the larger group. Um, it's going to happen very slowly because people are yeah. going to be extremely, extremely resistant because it's scary being responsible for yourself and not thinking that there's somebody, there's something else that I'm going to give all of my control over to because I don't want to, I don't want to take on that responsibility. But it's happening. Um, I, if I could, I'd like to share a turning point that I had. I mean, I've been into this stuff for the last 12 years. I'm certainly not the most learned person on the planet, but I, I constantly dig, constantly ferret out the information. Uh, about a year ago, um, I bumped into the, the truth of how when our birth certificates are issued, we're actually bonded into slavery unknowingly, and it scared the crap out of me. I mean, it, and, and, and I have a pretty high tolerance for scary stuff, but it really shook me for about two days. And what happened was I knew it was bad. But when I came into that, I didn't know enough about it. I didn't really have enough information to know, to say, okay, I'm totally solid in knowing this, not believing it, not thinking it, but deeply knowing it. The initial reaction was emotional, which I know can be dangerous. So I let it go. I just, I just let it go and I walked away. Well, it, it came back here in the last couple of months. I started seeing it in a clearer, cleaner, tighter package. Um, from some very respected people, and it started tying in some of some of the of the other loose threads that I have had for many mm-hmm. years. So the integration was there. So what what happened for me was, is when I had that emo- initial emotional reaction, I think a part of that was my logical mind, and then an, another big part of it was the emotion. But I knew at a deep level at that point that there was no turning back because. Other than than literally physically keeping someone in physical slavery, it didn't get any lower than that. I mean, it, yeah. that was that was the bottom of the barrel, and and I share that with people. Um, I pick and choose who I share that with because most people, it's it's deer in the headlights. It's completely. Mm-hmm. I may as well be speaking Mandarin Chinese, and they're like, and they're like, what did you just say? And they just don't see right. it, but. Once I accepted that, and, and I know that it's the truth, 
then it's like, well, there, there's definitely a lot more work here to do because when they have you literally coming out of the womb all the way to death, um, yeah. there's, no, there's, there's nowhere to hide. And, and I take that responsibility absolutely wholeheartedly. I take it and I embrace it with a smile and say, this is part of what I'm here to do is to share this information with people without apology. Right. And they either right. accept it and they change or, or they well, don't. They don't. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. the whole red pill, red pill, blue pill. So yeah. that's what you're doing is you're asking people, here's the red pill, here's the blue pill. Which one yeah. do you want? Do you want to wake up right. or do you want to go back to your, you know, illusion? Right. It might be a very nice illusion, but it's still an illusion. You know yeah. what I like? You know what I like about it though is you said it when when we share the truth with people, it becomes a mirror. And most people are afraid of what they see because, and you yep. just made me realize this, we're trained to believe that we're about 50 to 100 different things. Well, I'm this, I'm sexy, I'm, I'm Hollywood, I'm this, I'm that. When you look in the mirror, there's only one thing in that mirror. And coming to the realization that there's only really one thing about who you really are, it scares the crap out of most people because they feel comfort in looking at 20 different things at the same time because what they avoid doing is looking into their own eyes and seeing the truth of who they really are. They want to avert their gaze to 50 different things quickly. You know, their eyes are darting around the room and they don't right. have to really look at anybody. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly well put. Well put. Yeah. That's exactly what we're talking about. And wow. I'm telling you, I can't right, remember. You know, if you can't even, and a good exercise is try to describe yourself without using the labels. So yeah. without saying, I'm a dentist, I'm a sister, I'm a mother, I'm a teacher, I'm, um, you know, white, black, you know, whatever. If you drop all the labels and you describe somebody says, who are you? You can't describe it without the labels because that's what that's what society that's what the world tells you you are, yep. or is how I view how others view you, and that's why when we first meet people or you, you know you're at work and you're in a meeting or you have to network the first thing they ask you is you know what do you do because they need to figure out what box to put you in. <laughs> so how many different boxes do you put yourself in? Yep. Every day. So you strip right. away all of those boxes and you like you said, um, Greg, you look in the mirror and you you know, you you don't have on any mask and you don't have on the costumes and you don't have on the personas that you put on, that you pile on when you walk out of your front door. Um, or, you know, even in your own house and you're walking around trying to be who you think society wants you to be instead of figuring out what you actually are. People, most people spend their whole life never knowing who they are. Yeah, never getting right. that. Or running, or running from, or running, running from, from who it. they are. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to throw on as many suits as they can to get as far away from what they think they are. That they Absolutely. wind up somewhere completely different. You know, one of my favorite things to do is uh, I don't want to say debate because I don't debate them, but I, I right. love to run up against one of these hardcore type A testosterone driven sports fans because I just I tear that shit to shreds and I'm like look up the word fanatic go, come on go with me now Let, let's go to the theater of mine go, go to your little dictionary.com and look up the word fanatic 
and, and it right. takes you all the way back to the Roman Colosseum. And you want to talk about dead silence on the other end of the microphone. You could Somebody just sucked the oxygen, all of the intellect, what they thought was intellectual oxygen, right out of the room. And I'm like, did we get cut off? I don't even hear anybody breathing over there. And they're just like, oh, man, I never looked at it that way. And I'm like, that's well, the right point. Most people don't look below the, you know, they don't look below the surface. That's just it. That's why they're sitting in the yeah. break room talking about yeah. the biggest loser. Yeah. <laughs> and not even breaking that down to what it really is. Or, or I, I, love, I love these. What'd you cook this weekend? Oh, girl, I put on a pot of greens. Oh, girl, I made some chicken. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you are you kidding me? Forty five thousand people a day die of starvation, and you're talking about what you had in your crock pot, and you're actually you're serious about it. I'm like, oh my, oh god. my god, take me away, just take me away. <laughs> well, oh, right. Exactly. And again, because as long as you keep talking, and I know, you know, somebody who, you know, recently, one of my family members who I attempted to have an actual real conversation with, um, completely shut down and shut me out and walked away and then walked into the next room and talked nonstop 45 minutes about absolutely nothing Yeah. everybody else because she could not face what it meant to have a real conversation and actually um, you know, deal with feelings and emotions that she's been, um, you know, pushing down for, you know, probably her whole life or most of her mm-hmm. life. Um, you know, ask a simple question and people are so used to being reactive um, instead of responding to anything and having an actual authentic response. It's just reactive because they have so many walls and masks and barriers up that if you attempt to say, hey, let me see what's behind that mask, just let me get a peek, it is, you might as well have said, let's go to war. Because there's no way they're ever going to let anybody get that close because they're not even willing to take off that mask themselves. Most people, I bet, cannot sit in a mirror and look at yourself and say, I love you, for 15 minutes straight without breaking down, without even not even getting to the 15 minutes. Most people yeah. don't even get to a minute or two because you're 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 getting too raw and too real, and you've spent so many years covering it up and putting on so many masks. To say, go into your bathroom mirror, take off your mask, close the door, put on the timer, and say, stand there, look yourself in the eye, and say, "I love you." They can't do it. Yeah, you know, one of my favorite one of my favorite um, tools that I like to use because I've always been a lover of spelling and reading since I was a little kid, is etymology, just simple etymology. You know, you can just be sitting there, be like, check check this out. You know, maybe the word spelled backwards means something different, or five words that are pronounced exactly the same way but all mean different things. That's a good way to sort of broach this subject of how this matrix hides in plain view. And most people can relate to that. You know, it's a play on words, and you just have to kind of ease people in. You know, you don't want to you don't want to show them the wizard behind the curtain on the first tour. You want to kind of carry them around Oz a little bit, show them the flowers, and you know, right. look at the castle. And, and as time goes on, hopefully you get into that inner court, and then you, and then there's that big long hallway that really takes a long time to get down there. That's usually the toughest one. And then once you open that door. He still hasn't seen the wizard yet because he's hiding over in the corner. Most people yeah, get transfixed. Yeah. They get transfixed by the you know the illusion. But yeah, just right. just wordplay, simple etymology, 
Um, I'm really discovering um, numerology and, and how yeah. all that just shows us the, how everything's literally connected. It's just, yep. ama- just amazing. Yeah, yeah, yep. it really yep. is. And, and English, yep. yeah, the English is one of the, you know, they say it has more is used more as a symbol language than any other language because it's not Ooh. one of the most languages have, um, you know, the masculine and the feminine. Um, yeah. And English doesn't. Everything's masculine. Yep. Uh, so most of it is used as you know symbols to you know, hide something or disguise something, and the way that they use words or, or language or string words together um, in the language is you mm-hmm. know meant to give it a completely different symbolism than what we tend to think that it is. So that English is. is you know, definitely one you know, of those words that the etymology definitely is very telling. Yeah. Right. But you, you know what really started making me really started open my eyes up to, to exploring words and getting into etymology a little bit was the fact that when you look at all of the the older uh, writing systems and reading systems, everybody read from right to left. You know what yep. I'm saying? And then over here in, in, you know, in the Western world, they got us reading from left to right. And what that does and what that kind of, you know, um, how, how that, that maps your brain in terms of thinking. Mm-hmm. And then when you take our language and some of the things that we say, you know, just in terms of using the word con, the way that we use the con, you know, in terms of construction and con meaning something negative, but we use it in a way that denotes its positive side, but it's really, um, I guess, trapping you into the language that. Hold it. Well, see, now you got to get into um, their linguistics and all of that other shit. But the language is restrictive. Didn't say all of that to say that the language is absolutely restrictive in the way that we use it, just in terms of, you know, uh, 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 how, how can I put this? I'm, I'm trying to keep this in a way that y'all can understand exactly what I'm saying while I'm saying it. When you use the word spell, when you when you spell a word out, you're actually saying the word spell. And what a spell is, you know, when you cast a spell on something, you're you're projecting your intuition into it. You know what I'm saying? But when we're trying to project our intuition into something using a language that doesn't quite fit the totality of what we're trying to push into it, where our power is limited in terms of language. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, and it goes back to, um, again, looking at the Bible as a literary allegorical teaching. In the beginning was the Word. So I got got to the point right exactly where you are right now where I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Words trap us. But then I had to think about it for I had to think about it for a couple of days, and I said, "Wait a minute, Greg. Everything is is polar. Everything is has its positive and its negative aspect." Yep. So I said, "Okay, yep. but words can also set us free," and that yep. really lifted lifted more of the veil for me. But you're right. You're totally right. They can, and that's why they teach us to read and write from left to right. Because when I was little in grade school, and I'm left handed, I used to start on the right hand side of the page. Well, that only lasted for about a week, and the teacher said, "No, no, no, Greg." You're supposed to start over on the left. <laughs> wow. Right. right. Weird. Right. Really weird. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So it's like, but again, when you start to really push yourself away from that, and you begin to really understand it for what it actually is, it's harder to relate to those people that are close to you who, just, yeah. you know, a few years prior were right there beside you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
and try to keep that relationship intact. I guess, well, again, part of growing is understanding that things change. And you have to be able to accept the change, I guess. You know, and like, and and as I'm beginning to expand and learn and know, and I try to go back and sit down with my my father, and you know that was my buddy who we used to talk about everything, and to try to talk about the stuff that we're talking about on this phone, yeah, <laughs> and to hear the response, it's like wow, I lost him. You know what I mean? He's gone. I, I get I get that with my stepdad, and and when I was new in this twelve years ago. I got really excited and I was just kind of really passionate about it. And I still am, but I've just throttled the outward expression of the passion down because I understand that he came up in a different time. And But over the last 12 years, and not due to any of my talking to him, I have seen some change in him. And one day he said something that I didn't think he would ever say. And he said, you know, Vietnam was just one big stupid war. And he fought over there. He slept in the rice paddies. He had to kill people to stay alive. But I didn't think I would ever hear him say that because he's not a patriotic man, but he was still in that mind frame. So staying mindful of the brainwashing goes to many levels. Um, each of us comes into it in a different way, but it's just nice to be able to occasionally have a conversation with him. I don't try to lay anything heavy on him, um, but even even learning from his inability to to mm. maybe rise to a different level of vibration and go, this is contrast, Greg. This is also a learning point, knowing that he may right. never come to that next. And I don't mean I'm above him. It just means he chooses right. to vibrate where he is and, he, and stay right. there. And, and that's okay because I've learned right. a lot from that. Right, 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 right. Right, and I think that's the hard. That's one of the challenges of awakening is you do want to – bring other people with you or you think that if I got this, everybody can get this. Yeah. Um, right. And respecting where people are and everybody is exactly where they're supposed to be. And not everybody came here to awaken at the same time or else there, there would go. be no earth. <laughs> so yeah. realizing that there has to be people who are vibrating at different levels. There has to be people who choose to only go to a certain point. I mean, even, you know, it's the whole spiritual contracts. If you, there are people who decided I'm only going to go this far because this is what I am here to learn. I'm only going to go this far and I'm not going to elevate anymore during this incarnation. And you have to respect that. Yeah. Um, and accept them for who and where they are. And there are some people who it might take them a little bit longer once they learn what they need to learn. Um, and I, I don't, it, and they may eventually wake up or to be able to see certain things, but it's up to us to make sure that it's not ego saying, you need to get this, or I know that. Because it, 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 it's very easy to become arrogant in your you know, newfound awareness yeah. and look at people as if, I, you know, I can't believe you're still there. I can't believe you still think that. I can't believe you're still going to church. I can't believe you still have these beliefs. It's very easy to get arrogant once you feel like you have risen above all of the stagnation and all of the control and you still see people there that are, you know, it has nothing to do with intelligence um, and, you know, very sensible-minded people 
are are right there because that's where they are supposed to be or that's where they feel comfortable. When you rise above that, you're thinking, I can't believe those people are still there. You have to respect the fact that that's where they may be and there's nothing that you can do or say that's going to change that and to realize that it's no worse and you're not any better off. You are just different. Your path and your walk is different. So I know with me... For a while, you know, I I did tend to think, or you know, I, I you know, I still have to check myself on it and thinking, you know, I can't believe there are people who are still that dumb who still believe uh-huh. all of this, or <laughs> you know, when I I look at you know, when the Jehovah Witnesses are knocking at my door, like you really believe that? You really, really, really? Yeah. How dumb right. can you be to believe something like that? When, in essence, I, you know, somebody probably looked at me like that. Um, I was telling Sean a story about there was this guy who I worked, I used to work with probably like 12, must have been like 12 years ago. Somehow we were having this conversation about religion, and we were talking about Scientology. And my comment was, how could somebody just make up a religion and then have all these followers? And he looked at me and he said, isn't that what all religion is? And at that time, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And I just thought, no, my religion isn't made up. You know, that's when, you know, I considered myself, you know, going to, I was going to church and trying to get more deeper into church because obviously I wasn't getting the connection that I thought I was supposed to have. So I was trying to get deeper into it. Maybe I wasn't at the right church or maybe I wasn't studying hard enough or maybe I need to read my Bible every day. Um, it's something that I'm doing wrong. I'm just not there. I didn't. I never gone to church and got the Holy Ghost. I used to look at other people and think, "How come I'm not feeling that?" Yeah. Or I would look around and think, "This is the Twilight Zone. Wow. <laughs> I'm just not connecting. I'm not getting it." I'd leave church frustrated, and I just thought it was something that I just I'm not believing hard enough, or I'm not getting in deep enough. So I'm sure that. People probably, you know, looked at me like, what are you, and the the guy who um, I had that conversation with, I'm sure when I made that comment, he was probably like, you know, you're stupid. You know, um, you're, 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 you are um, criticizing someone for doing the same thing that you're doing. And now I see that. So it just took whatever it took for me to get to the point where I was able to see it and hear it. At that point, I wasn't ready to see it or hear it. And no matter what he would have said to me, I wouldn't have seen it. I wouldn't have heard it. I had to come into it at my own time. Right. You know, some of the greatest wisdom I ever, ever heard was we talk about is the glass half empty, is the glass half full? Who cares? All I care about is does it quench my thirst? Right. Talking right. about exactly. talking about go, going into these Does buildings, there? going into right. these buildings, you know, and and they teach us about the power of positive thinking. You know, I can I can affirm all day long, and nothing's going to change until I get off my ass and go do something. In other words, I can look at the glass and I can think positively, whether it's half full or half empty. But until I physically reach out my hand and pick up the glass and put it to its intended purpose, which is to quench my thirst, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Right. And the and the, right. and the church it's and religion the glass that you're looking at is not doing you any good. You're just a, analyzing well, the glass and you're not doing anything about it. Which is another thing that, you know, people you talk about it, but it's another thing to talk to about walk it. the walk. 
<laughs> and not just talk the talk. Because a lot of us, a lot of us talk the talk and talk about what we want to do, but when you know when it finally comes down to it, what are you doing to actually put all of this into play? Because it's easy to sit here and talk about it. It's going to have the conversation, but what exactly in your life are you doing? Right. With you all know, of this information that you that you that you are learning, what are you doing with it? You know what I think a person's largest monthly expense should be, other than their rent or their mortgage payment, it should be books. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you should have an account at Amazon.com or wherever it is, and that ought to be the biggest amount of money you're spending every month, with within reason, within your budget, within sanity, is is knowledge. I mean, it's if, knowledge, if, yeah. It's, it's acquired. Is your learning process, whatever it yeah. is, even if it's not books, it should, it could be however you are expanding yourself. So mm-hmm. some people, it might be traveling, it might be doing something that makes you uncomfortable every day, something outside, you know, travel, you know, um, meditating or doing yoga or doing reading or joining radio shows or listening to people's blog talks or, you know, whatever it is that you do to stretch yourself so that you can expand, that should be, you know, that's what you're spending your time instead of watching, you know, Atlanta Housewives or whatever it is. Wait, don't you you deprive them of their TV now. Come on. (laughs) So, um, you know, what are you doing to grow yourself? What are you doing... To expand yourself, what are you doing to change your mind? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't change your, you have to lose your mind in order to create a new one. So what are you doing to remove right. all of the programming and all of the right. conditioning and right. all of your habits so that you can create your new mind? If you're not doing right. anything, then it's all for nothing. Right. I love it. What are you when... doing to change yourself? Somebody said, kids, of course, are closest to source because they're younger. They're closer to the moment of birth. And before we show up in the birth, of course, we're with the one, right? They say, kids, all kids have to do is just make up their mind. Adults have it much worse. They have to change their mind. And that takes a hell of a lot more effort and a hell of a lot more courage, you know? Well, kids aren't as conditioned yet. We haven't put as much junk on them yet. Exactly. So, you know... Yeah, our our job is to keep side. them as to keep them as unconditioned and unprogrammed as, as possible, um, or to help them realize that's what it is, and, and then it becomes easier to undo. Because we're all going to have some undoing to do because we live here. But right. you know that it's like that quote that says it's better to you know bring up a child than to repair a broken man. Absolutely right. right. And, you know, it's interesting you said that because it's extremely difficult to bring a child into this world. And if you want to talk about religious, keeping your children pure, I'm going to give you the four tenets of keeping your child pure. And before I say these, it's going to take a hell of a lot of work on your part. Number one, do not let them issue a Social Security card to your child in the hospital. Number two, do not let them issue a life certificate of birth. Number three, do not. Let them be immunized by the state. And number four, do not send them through public education. If you can do those four things successfully, you've kept your child as pure as humanly possible. Wow. And that takes a yeah. lot of work. It a takes lot a lot. Of work. <laughs> a lot of work. A lot. A lot of work. 
It does. It does. That's very, yeah. very, you know, this is coming from two people who have a six-month-old. Who, um, right. you know, but you know what else? You know what goes along with that, though? What goes along with all all of the physical uh, um, um, things that are put in your way? You have to develop a sense of spirituality. You know what I'm saying? Because what I'm really beginning to realize is the closer you are to the other side, the other side is the first side. This is the residual from the other side. The closer you are to spirit, the less effective physical things are to you. You know what right. I'm saying? The less effective. That's why, you know, something as simple as praying over your food or changing the vibration of your food changes, you know, um, um, how you how 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 you take it, how you take it in. Right, right. Well, and that and that you know that's and that goes for everything. How do you take everything in? How do you take what other people say in? How do you balance, um, you know, going through going to work every day and hearing you know people in the workroom talk about nothing? Um, how do you? How do you handle or how do you keep everything in balance? This all comes down to your your spirituality. I, I think, I, and, and as it relates to your raising, you know, kids and stuff. Hello? Are we losing you again? Hello? Hello? I think he dropped. Um, He hasn't dropped. I don't know if he's having some issues with his phone. Um. Is your phone working? Oh, okay. Go outside. You have to go go outside and see. Go out there. Um, I I think one of one of the th- if you want to continue to grow spiritually, one of the things that um, you know you have to do is you have to have I think learning like like you said, Greg, learning as much as possible. Um, you know, making knowledge an integral part of your enlightenment and your growth because the more that you know um the greater your paradigm of thought is and so it's harder for people to just tell you things um because you 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 you're no longer willing to stay ignorant um right. and so the whole mechanics of how you think and how you take in information is you are going to go through a specific thought process every time you hear or every time you're given any type of information so that you can start thinking for yourself and you don't just get your, you know, most people are just happy getting their source of information from one place. I learned this in school. This is what the book said, so this must be true. This is what my pastor said, so it must be true. This is what my parents said, so it must be true. You have to widen your um, world of how you how and where you get information to really know what your truth is because everybody's truth is going to be different because the world basically the world you live in comes from your thoughts we are creators and so if you give that power over to somebody else everybody gives you information advice whatever it is through their programs and the conditioning that exists within themselves so any, and they can only speak through that first. So if somebody lives through fear and they're living in fear and they haven't done anything to grow spiritually and they're giving you advice, they're giving you advice 
mainly out of self-preservation, to keep you small so that they can get something from it or so that they don't have to take the responsibility to grow themselves. Mm-hmm. Because, again, that's work and that's hard and they don't want to be responsible for themselves. So, you know, if somebody is telling you, giving you any information or any advice, it's what is it? what is in it for them, for them telling you this? For you to decide whether what you're going to do with the information. Yeah, it's so amazing. And and that's why you have to learn how to trust yourself too, because anytime you're asking advice of anybody else, you're basically putting their opinion in front of yours. Unless you're just, you know, depends on what you're doing with the information or why you're asking. But a lot of people won't make a decision unless they ask someone else, "What should I do?" Which is very dangerous. Yeah, exactly. And when somebody adds. You, you ask for advice from somebody. They're adding their advice to whatever it is. That's the whole etymological thing. Right. When you talk about, you said something about advice, and that just brought me back to the conversation. We're talking about etymology and words and how mm-hmm. words, you know, they're telling you. You say get someone to add advice and to add, right. put, put, you know, know what advice is. But I lost that. Right. That was. <laughs> Yeah, and you you could right. look at it you could look at it two different ways. You could look at the vice as a physical vice, which is a tool used to squeeze something tightly exactly. together, or you could exactly. look at it as a, a something negative, like a habit exactly. or and, and that's really exactly. what you're getting is their mental exactly. habits. That's that's, that's a good etymology right there. That yeah, would make and they're adding to it. It says add vice. They're that's adding it. their burden to whatever it is that you already asked. You right. ask them a question and they're not giving you anything. They're adding a burden onto the question that you asked. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. A, exactly. What, and that's all they can do. If they're not working on themselves or working to alleviate all of those fears and conditioning, that's all they can do. That's all they have to offer you. Is their the, fears and programs and conditioning. The uh just here recently I ran into a, a guy named Marty Leeds, M A R T Y L E E D S. If you guys are interested in etymology and numerology, he teaches the old school whiteboard with the black felt tip marker. And I'm telling you, this you want to talk. You want to if you've ever wondered if everything is truly connected through numbers. This right. guy will. I sat there and watched a video for two hours, and he is amazing. Doesn't even cross the word. It's just um, it's, it's so powerful. Marty Leeds, M A R T Y L E E D S. Okay. Just Google that, and you'll find his website. It's called Pi the Great Work. P I. Three point one four dot 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 dot, and he and right, right. he doesn't talk heady. He doesn't talk crazy. It's simple. You see his hands. The camera is above him, so you see his hands. He's drawing on the whiteboard, and I'm man, uh, man. I sat there for two. I I was tired. I'm yeah. like, I can't stop yeah. watching this. I can't. I I can't go to bed. I have to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Right. Yeah, man. Maybe. Yeah, man. That numerology something. And he that breaks you. Um, breaks it down, breaks it down yeah. the whole thing. Right. Well, if you yeah, and if you think about, um, you know, just how everything is, everything's energy, and everything, nothing is isolated, and we're all kind of affected by all of these, you know, systems. And you don't take that kind of thing into consideration. There's so you're in so much denial of of you know. It's like looking through. Um, you know, a pinhole and thinking that's all that there is that the world has to offer rather than just, you know, taking the shade off and, you know, really looking to see what everything Western society basically has you looking through that pinhole. They don't want you to know about 
the etymology and the numerology right. and the energy right. and chakras and you know right. all of that is the devil. Don't look at that. Don't look at um. Don't look at the stars. Don't look at numbers. Don't look at any of that. All that's the devil. Because you know what, Nikki? You, if you have access to that, and then you can have the same. If you have the same information that we have, because they're using right. it, have the information right. that we have, then you're going to yep. be just as powerful as I am. That's right. Exactly. You know, I'm, I'm reading a book right now. Uh, it's one of the most powerful books I've ever read in my life. I'm not done with it yet. It's called Zodiac and the Salts of Salvation. And what it does is it takes uh, astrology, of course, and it explains that piece of astrotheology with, the, of course, the human body. But it mm-hmm. talks about specific mineral salts that apply mm-hmm. to each sign of the Zodiac. And I thought, okay, I'm willing to yep. explore this. So I started yep. looking at it, and I listened to a piece of that and a couple of lectures, and this is the part that threw me, and it, and it cemented it for me. The guy was going through the whole book and teaching it, and he said, okay, let's look at Taurus, and that happens to be my sun sign. He said, Taurus, the most noticeable physical attribute that shows lack, because when each of us come through the angle of the sun or the angel that we have, there's a deficiency. There's a mineral deficiency just because of the angle of the sun to the earth. And he said, Taurus, dark bags under the eyes. I want you to know I've had dark circles under my eyes my entire life, my, my entire life, and most people on my dad's side of the family, same thing. So I said, oh, there's, there's definitely something to this. That, that's not coincidental. Um, and it just really opened up a whole different door. Um, Absolutely. That's just wow. so powerful. It really Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Nikki, you were saying earlier how you were talking about you have to, you know, analyze your um, your intentions in terms of waking people up, if it's arrogance or not. And you know what it is for me, and I just realized it in this conversation, it's not arrogance or saying I know the truth or I know more than you do. It's just to try to gain more people to talk to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it is. Yes, I mean, yes, I, I understand that totally. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, right. how, who, how, who, what better person to, to to wake up and talk to somebody you're dealing with every day anyway? Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand that. I under, oh, believe yeah. me, I understand it. And uh, you know, yeah. there are times, and I think all of us can relate, where you are starving to have yeah. some real conversation. Right. You are right. starving. Right. To be able to talk about and have somebody to be able to receive the information and not only receive it but to contribute and to be able to teach you something so that you you can kind of bounce your your ideas and your thoughts off of someone and just to be able to like I I I love this forum so much because to get a group of people together where you can talk mm-hmm. this honestly and openly and not have to explain yourself or not have to worry about somebody thinking, oh, you're you're crazy, and where did you get those crazy thoughts from? Or somebody right. just looking at you like a deer in headlights, I have no idea what you just said or what you're talking about, but no. you scare me to death, so I'm going to change the subject and, you know, talk about Biggest Loser some more. So let's um, let's talk about nothing again because that's where I feel comfortable. And to not be frustrated with having a conversation or small talk. I can't do small talk anymore. But to right. just have a real conversation, to be able to do that right. with, you know, just, you know, people who you have to spend a lot of time with because right. you're in the same family or you're 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 in the same circles all the time. Um, right. And to be able to use that as a learning opportunity and an expansion yeah. experience. Yeah. 
that's yeah. what I want. You guys remember that old Twilight Zone episode where the guy is the only person left on Earth and he's stuck in this library? <laughs> when you, no, when you, I like uh, that one. It's an old black. It's an old black and white one with um, with Burgess Meredith, the guy who played Rocky's trainer in the Rocky, first Rocky, yeah, and he's got these thick yeah. Coke bottle glasses, and he's like the only guy left on the whole earth. But all he's wow. got is these books because right. he was a he was a nerd. He was a, a book bookworm, and I don't uh-huh. know what happened. There was a war or something, and he's the only one left on earth, and he's got all these books, but there's nobody to share them with. You know? Right. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. No, nobody to share them with. Right. That's what a metaphor. Because yeah, when I'm reading the book, man, i got to tell people about it, man. I get excited. I'm like, man, you're not right. going to believe what I just read. Right. <laughs> and then when they don't get equally excited, yeah. it's very disappointed. When you share with something that you're so excited about and and they have they, they don't get it and they just don't have the same level of excitement that you have. It's almost, or you give them the book. I've given books to people and said, this book changed my life. I love this book so much. Please read it. And then there they I might read it or I might pick it up or I tried to read it. I just couldn't get through it. Or it was okay. I'm like, how can that be okay? <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> what kind of person though? are you to get this information and you just think it's okay? I kinda of went through that too and I just decided that with that I had needed to back off as well because people will get it or receive it when they're supposed to receive it and they'll read it when they're supposed to read it. Um, but I would much rather somebody not read it than to force themselves to read it, and then, you know, then they have. Um, I'll get it. <laughs> I'll turn, yeah, get then it they then they don't they're not going to be receptive to anything else because yeah. you know they they weren't receptive to the first thing that I gave them. So they'll, I've they'll, had to back off from that too. They'll knock you down to get a copy of Five Shades of Grey in their hands, won't they? Stand oh, in line, exactly. stand in yeah. line for two hours to read that garbage. It's, it's scary, man. Yes, it is. Right. I, I hey, like buddy. somebody. Go ahead. Sean. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Greg. Go somebody, somebody used a term the other day. It's probably been around a while. I just didn't have never heard of it. Talking about you know the negativity that comes out of the media, and they called it fear porn. And I thought I like that term. That's mm. a really good term because that's, mm, that's that really is a good. Yeah. That is a good term. Just fear porn, you know. And that's exactly what it is. Stay away that's from it. Exactly what it is. Scary, Don't man. Don't watch the news. <laughs> oh, no. Gosh, no. I, I love it. You know, everybody talks about, you know, some people say, well, there's going to be a revolution. There's going to be a revolution. Well, I, I proposed a revolution one time in the, middle, in the middle of a big congregational meeting in church, and I'm like, this is back when I used to go to church. I'm like, how about if we all just cut off our cable for a month? Because we're having problems paying our freaking mortgage payment, right? Just like every other church in town. Like, let's just all cut off our cable bill. I don't know, 60, 70 bucks a piece a month. There's about 80 of us in here. We'd solve all of our financial problems. Dead silence. Dead mm-hmm. silence. You thought wow. you were in a funeral. Dead silence. Wow. 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 That's how powerful wow. that thing is. Yep. Yeah. That's very telling. Absolutely. Listen, guys, I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to bed. I really appreciate you appreciate you guys opening okay. up the mic. I really well, thank you, Greg. It. Feel feel thank free to so call us again. Good. We very enjoyed the conversation. Me too. And I'm, thank gonna you. Click, I'm gonna click follow so the next time you guys are on the air, I'll get a little email. Cool. Oh, please do. Right. Please Take do. care, guys. Bye bye. Right, thank great. you. Yeah, he definitely had a good point when he said when he was talking about you know asking people to be to give something up and to be uncomfortable. That's another thing yeah. that makes it really hard yeah. for people is people don't want to give anything up. 
You know, right. that's part of not wanting to change. But, um, you know, once you ask somebody to, you know, give up their distractions, yeah. then, um, you know, oh, never mind, I didn't really mean it. <laughs> I didn't really mean that I wanted to change. That's okay. I'm just going to stick with this a little bit longer. Um, nobody wants to be. Nobody wants to be uncomfortable. But in order for you to, you know, you have to go through the transition, and often the transition is uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. But it's so worth it. It's so worth it. I can see if it wasn't. It is once you get on the other side of that. But you know, most people don't. You know, when you ask somebody to go through, it's painful, uncomfortable. Mm. Not knowing, you know, it's the, the fear of not knowing what to expect or what it's going to be. That is very uncomfortable for people, and mm. we—that's what we do. We're designed to be as comfortable as possible. That's why, you know, the brainwashing and everything else works is because that's what they're promising right. to keep you comfortable. Yep. Mm. I said my phone's getting ready to die. Your phone's oh. getting ready to no. die? Yeah, I'm trying to hang on until it just cuts off. So if I oh, disappear. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because I can't plug okay. it up and talk because then I'll be sitting over in the corner cold with my ear against the wall. No, you don't want to be uncomfortable? Phone. Is that what you're saying? Oh, right. <laughs> I want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to be yeah, I'm chilling in the bed right now. <laughs> but, okay. Well, I'm with you. I'm cool. Yeah. I, I can dig that. That's right. I, 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 I like this conversation. He was really excited. That was kind of cool. <laughs> that was kind of cool. I enjoyed him. Yeah. I was, I was trying to think that this was something Sean, like Sean, set up because everything that he talked about is everything that that you talk about, Sean. And then he yeah, said, when he yeah. said, when he said he graduated, Greg graduated in '87. Um, I was like, um, <laughs> 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 I was asking, when, when's your birthday? Because if you say right. that, right? Look, look, I wanted to imagine now. That would be. That would freak me out, yeah. But at one point, I was like, man, you sound like you reply on a wall at our house. <laughs> right. Right, that was And like, hey, Muddy, Muddy, I got to yeah. say this. Nikki's stepfather said that we're going to join a cult. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they're, they're dead serious. We're going to join right, a we cult. We are going he to join a cult serious. in the Make sure that we leave the babies because they don't want us to drag the babies into the cult. Uh-uh. And they were dead serious. I asked my mom later. She's like, I'm serious. They really, yeah, they think that we are about to join a cult. So we might start one. We might start one. But I'm definitely not going to join somebody, somebody else. I thought that's what this was. We might join mine. Oh, Candy, you got to leave your baby, too. I thought we were already in a cult. <laughs> My baby is oh, wherever I go. We are in a cult. I we thought we were. We started a cult. But everybody was in a group. Huh? Everybody was in a group with the leader, with the chain of command, with rules. They're in a cult. Everybody's in a cult. Right. True. True. Right. Uh, exactly. True. Right. True. 
Why doesn't anybody ever think their stuff is the stuff they're looking no, at? That's not fearful. Quite exactly. <laughs> right. 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 That's my because point. that's that's healthy fear. That's what you're supposed to you're supposed to say. Stay small. Like the again, Facebook, which is you know the devil. But um, one of the conversations that I had on Facebook is somebody said something about um, you know, I am something about I am the I am or whatever, and then they they signed it Jesus or whatever, and I was like, well, so are you? And they were like, no, 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 no. I'm humble. I'm small. How could you not? I'm, I'm I am in a you know a small I am, but not a big I am because I need to right. stay humble. And I'm like, um, <laughs> okay, right? If you say so, because <laughs> yeah. your thoughts are who you are. So if you want to be exactly. small, then that's what you are. Then you're small. Right, right, right. Which is so strange to me. I mean, that's so strange that they're so fearful that. I mean, they definitely got, like, defensive and fearful that um, how dare I compare them or say that you are as great as Jesus, that he came here, obtained his enlightenment, you are here, you can obtain your enlightenment. That's basically what the message is saying. He got it. He obtained his enlightenment. When he said he is God and the kingdom exists within you, guess what? He meant that. He he discovered his divinity. It's your turn to discover your divinity so that you can get your enlightenment. That's the message. That is the message. Not yeah, I'm supposed yeah. to stay humble and small and he's got to yeah. save me and thank you for That's so frustrating. That but the so problem with religion though is the messages conflict because there's that passage but then there's the whole the only way through to God is through Jesus, and if you don't believe, then you die. So the fear part well, is where people that, start to believe. The people believe where they don't want it. Like, people don't want to die, but you die. Like, what's life eternity for eternal like, time? Then, like, you die, but yet you're scared you're going to die. No matter what, you're going to die. I don't get it. Right. So people right. are scared. So, so they, so they believe you're going to go to, you're gonna go to heaven. Right, but it's you know, everybody wants to go to heaven, and you're preparing your whole time to go to heaven, and heaven is great, but you're not in any hurry to get there. I have a question. Right. I have a question. Is there anything in the text that says that you have to bow down to Jesus or you just have to believe in Jesus and bow down to God? What is it? Do you have to Do you have to place yourself beneath Jesus or do you have to place yourself beneath Believe God. You know what I'm saying? I can't find anything yeah. in my in my mind that Jesus was walking around here saying, "Bow down to me." Jesus did you know do that. But the church interpreted it as, and I feel like all of society goes based off whatever the Catholic Church is up with religion. So there's a higher a hierarchy system. There's the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and like, there's a trinity to do to it. So they create every other system on earth is based off of those kind of things. So people feel like, I come, I'm a child of God, but I'm not the God, I'm not the child God put in somebody else's womb. So Jesus is first. Right. So right, right, he's right. over me, and he's closer to God than I am. Like, that's how, right. that's how I thought that's when right. I was in the church. No, but what I'm saying is, is there anything that says you can't compare yourself to Jesus? That's yeah, because Jesus that's... technically is God, and you can't, you can't. What what is it? You can't put you can't you can't put another God before God. So I guess it's like making yourself a God and putting yourself with or above Him. 
No, well, well, no, not really. I'm just saying, does, does, is there any text that says that Jesus is above you and you're supposed to not compare yourself to Jesus? Because I'm, I hear that sentiment a lot. No. I hear it a lot. I hear it a lot. You know, I can't compare myself to Jesus. I'm lower, you know, and then you throw out all of all of the, the, the lower than. I'm not worthy to lift my head and look at him. No, but I think that came with... Um, I think that came with people just assuming that you can't right. do that because it's right. God and it's right. Jesus. Right. You right. can't right. make right. that down to God. Because then, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you know, technically you're not supposed to, if you, you know, women aren't supposed to even speak in church, okay. but they do. Okay. And, you know, all the things that if it works for you, then we're going to say it. If it doesn't work for us, then we're not going to, you know, if they really went by what the Bible says, then, you know, there's a whole, there would be a lot, It would, you know, the churches that we know it would be a lot different than, than what they are. So it's, Oh, of course. People don't read the Bible. They just listen to what the preacher says and what he says yeah. goes. Well, minister said this, but they're not actually looking at it. And other than them saying, okay, open your Bible to John yeah. Um, yeah. seventeen eleven, and they yeah. read the one little verse completely yeah. out of context or whatever right. they want to yeah. use it for and yeah. talk about that for, you know, an hour and a half or whatever they do and hoop and holler and jump around where nobody can even understand what you're saying and try mm-hmm. to get some emotional reaction or response, and mm-hmm. then you move on with your day and say, woo, preacher preached today. What did he talk about? I don't know, but he preached. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's again, it's just reaction. People, most people live just through reaction. They're not actually living. They're just existing. I'm supposed to go to church on Sunday. I'm going to get dressed up. I'm going to make sure that I I look cute because somebody might be looking at me and that's where all the men are. So I'm going to go to church and I'm going to wear my new dress and I'm going to sit there and fan myself for 45 minutes and I'm going to be sitting there looking at so-and-so who wore that dress three weeks ago and she wasn't cute then and it ain't cute now and I'm going to the gold crowd after church and I'm going to get my grub on and oh, then wow. you forgot to do and the Holy Ghost your titties and your ass oh, I forgot you I got the Holy Ghost dance. I had to do the Holy Ghost dance and um, right. do a backflip roll over and do a backflip yeah. and then and then I'm going to gold crowd so I can have some more people look at me in my cute new dress, and then um, I'm not going to church next week because I don't have I don't got nothing to wear. So um, I ain't going to church next week. <laughs> and wow. that's what church means. Wow, yeah, that's what church is. It has nothing to do with salvation or you trying to get to know God or get to know you or trying to get to know. I mean, and these people put their entire eternal existence they say into going to this place where you hear this information that you've never even has answered a question about but this is your eternal you're only here for 80 years 
the rest of eternity depends on what you learn and do. Right. This pe- these people yeah, yeah. don't even ask a question. Okay. Right. You know what's striking to me, looking back at it and listening to it, the amount of subjugation, the amount of um, um, bowing you have to do. You know what I mean? You have to really, really, the, the amount of shame that you function from. Let me say that. Right, right. You know what yep. I mean? I can't. Right. I can't compare myself. You know How why? dare I think of myself as? You know what I mean? And, and, in and you know the purpose that, of that is shame, but sh- is the lowest vibration. Right. Exactly. And as long as they can keep you in shame, exactly. yep, they can keep you zombified. Exactly. And keep you coming back for more. <laughs> Donations to the pastors, Bentley and. Okay. Oh, my bad. Had a black. Do you notice? Do you notice that there's a pattern with a lot of these shows that last fifteen, twenty years? It always ends with religion. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> it's all what? Yeah. It, always it always ends, ends with, with religion. religion. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Next yeah. time, we're not going to do that. Okay. We're gonna have to change the name of the show too because it really had nothing to do with the whole, except for the maybe the first few minutes. So we're gonna have to change the name and the description of the show. Um, But yeah, I don't really, I don't want this to become the whole Christian bashing show. I want it to stay positive. I want it to stay beyond. I mean, this is where we all agree and we know that we are, we've grown out of this, and so I just want to. Continue on our path of, you know, authentic wisdom, where we are, what we're learning, and our newfound knowledge of self-creation and where that is taking us and to get out of, you know, I don't want us to be stuck in this realm either. So um, I think we got it all out, hopefully. We got it all out. (laughs) Obviously needed to be said and there's somebody who <laughs> we had some more stuff to get out, but hopefully let's just from now on this show if you are listening. Tell my we are not we are not um our our <laughs> we are not um religious bashers or Christian bashers, but this is meant to be a forum to I am. Um, I am I am I am I'm not bashing I, My uh, vibration is above attacking no, 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 no. <laughs> that. I'm not wait, a bastard. Wait, 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 I'm wait, just a, wait, I'm just wait, a veil uncoverer. No, I have the right I'm to wear. Every single right thought either either strengthens or you know strengthens uh, or weakens, either creates or destroys. Um, you know, I want to create. I don't want to. You know, man, I'm not. That's, I I'm have over the that. right to bash. I have earned the right to bash. <laughs> I have earned the right to bash. I have earned the right. Do you know how much of my time and and energy I poured into that? You have some letting go and some healing to do from your religious experience. Yes, you got some letting go and some healing to do, clearly. Oh, I let go. I let go. No, you ain't let go. You still talk about it. No, 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 no. I let go. I absolutely have. I just want to keep beating. No, but in this defense, I will say, though, I don't think you can ever stop the religious aspect of it because... That's no. what a lot of people 
get stuck yep. and don't allow themselves yep. to grow because they've given everything over to a Santa yep. Claus looking God in the sky who's granting every wish and everything yep. else. They're punishing them for, them for sucking dick in the club after church and then rewarding them for reading their Bible for 10 days straight. So right. I think you technically can't get away from it because people have given their entire control of their life over to that, yep. to that, yep. that. So I'm bashing. I'm system. bashing like a motherfucker. <laughs> I'm a bang on that goddamn thing. Well, and I'm bashing. It is. It is shedding light. We are the mirrors and flashlights. So either we're right. acting as mirrors right. or we're right. acting as flashlights. So we are just shining a light on it. Yes. And yes. helping people see for what it is. And yes. I we are no bashing as flashlights right now. Nikki's trying to be like those, um, what do you call it, the lighthouse, and Sean's trying to be like the caveman's bat that kills yep, right. the bears. And yep, right. He's hitting them trouble. over the head with a club, and I'm just trying to, I'm, and that's basically what we, you know, he beats yep. them up, and I bring them in and clean up their little wounds and say everything's yep. going to be okay. Yep. Everything's yep. going to be okay. Yep. 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 Let me give you a little TLC. Yeah, that's what yeah, yeah, you said, Nikki said, you just slap the grease on there, the oil on their back, and I rub it. <laughs> and I rub it. <laughs> you just slap it on them. Oh, God. You just slap Come here, let me rub it back. in for you. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's the masculine feminine energy. Men are, yes, that's how men are. Yes, women are nurturing. Women, are, right. women will nurture right. you and say, please come this way. This is the path. And men will be like, bring your ass on your front. Right. Right. Ain't that the truth? Yep. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And Nick is so goddamn foo foo, man. Oh. Keep that on steroids. Keep feminine energy on steroids. <laughs> I'm in the middle. I'm a man and a woman mixed together. Thing. Yeah, you kind of are. You kind of put. I am. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Aww. Nothing, I think the only only thing that you won't kill is a cockroach. <laughs> only thing, only thing I will only kill? Thing she, the only thing she will kill. The only thing she will kill is a cockroach. <laughs> I kill flies, cockroaches. You know what? I even feel sorry for spiders. I won't kill I won't necessarily. I will try to save a spider before I kill a spider. When, of course, I used to hate spiders. But now I have some empathy, some empathy for spiders. But flies and cockroaches and mosquitoes. Right. <laughs> they need love, too. Everything else. They have love to go. The world is I'm coming down the road and I'm doing 90 miles an hour, 80 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour even. And a squirrel comes out in front of the car. I'm hitting the squirrel. Oh, I try to save the squirrel. I almost got in a car accident trying to save a squirrel. Exactly. I will try to root for the squirrel. Keep going, squirrel. Keep running. Don't turn around. Don't turn around. Keep going. (laughs) Hope that they make it. (laughs) And she has done it too. She's done it. Go, 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 go. (laughs) <laughs> okay, we got about ninety seconds it. left. Any last? How we're gonna? How, any last thoughts or anything you want to leave people with? Change is good. <laughs> Change is good. Change, Change is different. good. Uh, Change yes. Is good. Yes. Change, and watch your, you know, every. Change is necessary. Yes. Change, change is inevitable. You're changing. There is no standing still. Yeah. Right. 
You're either and moving forward the, or you're moving backwards. If change is the only constant, then if you're not changing something, you're dead. Like, you're not even alive. Yeah, right. Something's wrong. Yeah, you're right. dead. You're dead. Right. You so everyone is you, everybody's changing. You might not think you may think you're staying the same, but you're changing. Or you're being right. or you're going or backwards you're being, because right. or it's you're left behind. Yeah. No. Just like a, a moving river is never the same river twice because the water is moving and it's it's constantly changing. That's you. Yeah. So if right. you're in the river, the water's going forward and you're staying the same, so everything is, is leaving you behind. So there is no yep. there is no standing still. So wow. you're either creating or destroying. There is no in-between. There is. Consider that. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We're on iTunes. Subscribe to us so you'll get future shows because we don't always do it at the same time. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Oh, I need a song. Turn